Hello, this is Ben Eshmade and welcome to the King's Place podcast. From Thursday the 21st to Sunday the 24th of July 2016, the IGF Guitar Summit returns to King's Place with four days of concerts, workshops, recitals and masterclasses led by some of the biggest and brightest artists in the guitar world. This year, the courses include jazz with Jim Mullen and Dario Cortez, classical with Anna Vidovich and Hubert Capel, acoustic fingerstyle with Antonio Forcioni and Will McNichol, as well as an acoustic for beginners workshop with YouTube sensation Justin Sandico. The concerts also feature the Vida Guitar Quartet and winner of the International Guitar Competition 2015, Daniela Rossi. On this podcast, we meet Antonio Forcioni, known as the Jimi Hendrix of the acoustic guitar, who will be running his course alongside Will McNichol on the 21st of July and performing a solo concert on Friday the 22nd of July in Hall 1. Looking back on his 30-year career, Antonio gave us plenty of invaluable advice on how to be a more creative guitar player, with live demonstrations and performances of his own compositions, as we'll hear. I'm sure you've been asked this, but why did you pick up the guitar in the first place? I always wanted to play drums. After playing any surface I could find when I was a kid and driving my family crazy. But there was a, a lovely shoemaker gentleman that lived just downstairs. And that led to my dad buying a second-hand guitar and therefore I just um, carried on. After six months, I just started playing guitar. Was music all around you? My, uh, my uncle played accordion. And now and then he would just, uh, there were some, um, kind of music, little music events in the town, my uncle would ask me to go and accompany him. That meant basically just uh, by ear, uh, uh, just saying waltz in F, and I have to bask all the chords. And you know, obviously, that was a fantastic training for me. So there was, there was quite a lot of music, but it was folk music until a couple of years later. So my, my older brother had some vinyls of um, Jimi Hendrix and uh, Black Sabbath, uh, Deep Purple. Self-taught? Self-taught until um, I was about 21. Then I had some lessons here and there. But I had two years lessons, jazz lessons in, um, in Rome, where I actually, you know, I kind of had to rediscipline myself to, to, to play in a certain way. And uh, obviously the knowledge of harmony suddenly you know open up different doors for me um, harmonically melodically mm-hmm. for the guitar we're obviously going to talk about the workshop as, as yeah. part of this interview so that's, that's probably a good point to actually sort of ask you is it good to be self-taught is it is it good to to, to learn from others well i don't want to be too biased but obviously at that time when i was a kid there was not such a thing as an internet and things like that so we had vinyl and I remember putting this the needle there and I had to <laughs> bring it back and uh, just to learn simple things like licks from Santana for example mm. and things like that I did whenever you don't read music obviously you're training your ear mm. and uh, it, for me it's been a, a blessing because you get to know the instrument and you learn actually how to uh, assimilate the melodies of the chords before you even you touch the instrument. So, so that's you know, if, if we're talking about tips, uh, listening must be high on the, on the listening. List. I think is is as important as playing, if sometimes even more. I would say it's a very very crucial. So that helped me quite a lot. Uh, later stages, uh, yeah, I've learned how to read the dots, but I'm still very slow. And, I, and maybe because I, I'm kind of I've always been fairly creative with the music. I, I just, I'd like to create all the time and compose 
whatever modest world would mm. be composing, I would say it's a very, very crucial. Uh, so that helped me quite a lot. And uh, I'm, I'm so happy with this sound. Um, and I'd like to show off by playing something now. I usually play this tune um, with, a, with a nylon string guitar because it's got a kind of a, I would say, Spanishy flamenco feel. It's a number called Tears of Joy. <laughs> a few more questions about the guitar, actually. I mean, what makes a good guitar? I mean, I presume things like wood are important? Everything is important, but there was one thing that I really needed from this guitar, because I, I've been using Yamaha guitars, which are fantastic also. I don't know whether my fingers has grown <laughs> a little bit wider with, with age, and I needed a, basically a wider neck. Uh, so I asked Roger from Fielder Guitar to widen the neck and also to make it such a way that I could use a low E, sometimes accommodating you know, the low A oh, yeah. without losing the tuning. So if you can see the first fret here slightly bent, and he had to really work on that, because I particularly uh, like what, when I play solo guitar to have this kind of I call it illegal tuning. When, when actually I play like a, a double bass, but... <laughs> 
etc. He's <laughs> got feel it feels that kind of a low end. Yeah, going back to the piece of music that you played, or you have obviously played many different styles before, but I think it's fair to say that maybe your own music mixes them together. Yeah, because I wasn't consciously uh, following styles. I, I consciously, I just you know I follow my heart. I just play things I like. It is people that categorize the styles. I had no idea. I, mean, I was doing the tapping because before I knew that was the tapping. I had no idea. When a journalist said, oh, that's a tapping technique, I said, is what? You know, I, I toured uh, worldwide and, you know, I'm blessed because music took me to meet so many wonderful musicians mm. and, you know, I'd go to many places. You'd go, like, somewhere in, in Africa and then you see people playing mbiras or violin with one string and, and the way their vocabulary works is completely different from mm. yours. And, and there's always some things about their vocabulary that really attracts me. And, and if there is, uh, then I, I try in my own way to absorb it. It's not because I'm going to say, oh, okay, now I'm going to dedicate six months to learn African music. It doesn't work like that for me. It just, I, I listen and whatever I absorb means that it's what I had to absorb. And that's why I call it kind of autobiographical. But um, I, by no means I'm a jazz player or I'm a flamenco player. I'm not. Uh, I, I play what it really moves me. And, mm. and I listen to what usually moves me. And I go to concerts that people completely unknown, but they have something special. I'd like to ask you about teaching. What's that like? Is that something you enjoy? Do you get something from? Um, I started enjoying it again uh, since a few years now. And I must say also that... Uh, there's a great guitar player, Will McNichol, mm. that is, you know, is helping me out. He, he told me that I influenced a lot his playing. It is a lot younger than me, and, mm. and, and, and it's a lovely player and a lovely guy to work with. And is there any other advice that you try and convey to them? I mean, what's your opinion on sort of practice? There, there's some exercises that I do, especially you know when you're stuck in the traffic and you tend to be late in a gig and I arrived there and you only have like 15, 20 minutes, you know, there are exercises like that little triplet. Obviously now I had less than 15 minutes myself. <laughs> but uh, yes, there, there, there are a lot of uh, exercises you can do, a lot of things on the road. And, and songwriting for you, is that, a, is that an easy process? I can't say it is completely an easy process, but it, it comes quite easy to me because I've been doing it a long time. And actually, I, I get a lot of pleasure after composing. Composing for me is probably the most satisfying thing <laughs> in, in music. Because before, I mean, when I was younger, I always wanted to get this things as fast as I could and, and I was very much into the technique side. Now I always end up with a pick on my lips and, and start composing. Mm. Sometimes um, I, I, you, you find me in a corner of some airport while I'm waiting for the airplane because I have an idea and I, I'm, I'm there composing. It's, it's never stopping process. Good point to maybe hear something else. Well this, okay, I'm going to play something that I probably I'm going to tackle on my workshop. This is a tune um, inspired by a beautiful palace in Spain called the Alhambra, built by the Moors. Mm -hmm. 
Incredible, thank you. Thank you. You spoke of that being one that you might use in the workshop. Um, what's it like when other people play play your music? Ah, it's a, it's, it's obviously it's a, it's a very nice feeling because uh, you feel not only they like it, but actually to get to actually learn, not by not you know, it's, it's really humbling. Let's talk about the concert because as well as the workshop, yeah. you, you'll be performing solo. Yes, I mean I perform with so many different. Um, lineups at the moment there will be a kind of a medley of everything i've done so far those 20 albums i'm just picking my favorite ones thanks to antonio for joining me such an incredible treat to hear and see him play so close up the igf guitar summit runs from the 21st to the 24th of july with a range of courses to suit everyone as well as a fantastic series of concerts open to all I'm Ben Ashmade and you've been listening to a King's Place podcast. For more details about these events and ticket links, please visit kingsplace.co.uk. You can also find and follow us on Twitter at King's Place and Facebook forward slash King's Place. Thanks for listening.